Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Now let's find out what Matt Verzal is better at. Telling stories or making pizza. Matt, Matt, Matt. <laughs> Matt's an exceptional young man. Matt Verzal. Happy birthday, Matt. You know, Matt, he's a tremendous athlete. Matt Verzal. <laughs> Come on, Matt. Matt, Matt. Matt, I'm with you. You know, like Matt Verzal, you're one of the sexiest people in the world, but you're not one of the most beautiful. How does that happen? <laughs> Here is Matt Verzal. All right, Matt, thank you very much. Welcome back to Coffee and Cream minus uh, Damon Benning. I am the captain speaking. Um, Matt Verzal. <laughs> you you should have came in with like, this is your captain speaking. This is your captain speaking. Uh, Matt Verzal, how are we doing? Uh, this is Mike Sauter, Ravi Lula, and Andrew Rogers. I just decided to stay for your segment because, well, why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's up, boys? How are we doing? How you doing? You got the three stooges today, Maddie. <laughs> yeah, you got a full you got a full stage there. <laughs> yeah, we do. How you doing? We are we are above the dirt for another couple of hours at least, so we got that going for us. But yeah, just Friday, scrambling around. Yeah, how's practice going for you guys? It's good. Boys, they they've done a good job um, being in shape. You know, I'm, my position group is usually the detractor of that. We're usually lagging behind in all the conditioning, but <laughs> the boys have done done a really nice job. They've they've made their times on the runs and all that stuff. So proud of them for that. And we've got another couple weeks here, and we'll get to go figure it out on the field. Hey, but real quick, it, and I'll I'll kind of lay out after this question. But I don't care. Uh, okay, <laughs> um, Scott has. 32 seniors this year on the football team. Is that right? Yeah, they got a big class. Yep. Yeah. So back to Scud as we know it is what we're saying, right? Is Scud back? Is that the question? I I won't. I I can't give you that answer because everything changes when you get a different opponent that's, you know, your same size. Okay. We're fortunate. We get to start two-time defending state champions, so. I mean, no better way to, to go figure it out than somebody that just won the last two. So we will uh, we'll learn a lot about ourselves and early on in the season. And those 32 seniors are we're working on some of their leadership skills right now, which is, is taking some hold. And we'll, we'll see what happens. It's everything, like Mike Tyson says, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, that that Jansen kid from uh, the two-time defending state champion is definitely going to punch your offensive line in the face. I saw that. This yeah, I told, I told you. Yeah. Holy! I, t- I tried to warn you. He's, he's good. <laughs> he I, uh, I was Jimmy the other tackle. Oh, uh, he's all right. He's good. I think they'll yeah. be all right. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll be all right. I, 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 I think ben, you know. I mean, their numbers are so good. I, I think Bennington's going to be pretty good again. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they, just, they, they, they coach the hell out of those guys. They're very knowledgeable about the game. They do a great job out there at Bennington. 
You just getting some inside uh, scouting reports from our guy Sauter <laughs> over here? <laughs> we talked. Nope. I worked with the. I worked with both those gentlemen in the off season. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I uh, work with kids that we play against because in the, in the first day I tell them all, I was like, I want you to beat our ass. I was like, I want you to beat us senseless because that's the only way we can get better. So they know the drill. It's a little weird at first, but they get over it, and we technique them up, and then they go, and they have their seasons. Verse, I wanted to ask you about some of the comments that Matt Rule made this week. Um, he's talking about how he's riding with the real ones and how he's not going to change who he is in the week to try and win games. When you hear those types of comments, how much of that do you think is him – letting the media and the public know? And how much of that do you think he's trying to message to his own team at that point? Every statement has a reason, and it's all, you know, we're very, we like to look too far into stuff now. Mm-hmm. We, we, every Everything that's uttered has to have a meaning. Who's he trying to get to? What's he trying to say? Listen to the words and interpret them how you want to interpret them. There's no, trust me. If Matt Rule wants to deliver a message to the fan base or to his team, he will do it directly. There's not going to be a haze. Is there a hidden meaning here? Ooh, his tone changed. Did you see his eyes pop when he said that word? <laughs> and all that crap. Just, it just that, that stuff is so nauseating. Verse, what are your thoughts on an offensive lineman potentially wearing a solo digit? Oh, uh, that is illegal you cannot do that you have to be a 50 to 79 so you don't think that any lineman on nebraska's team will be wearing a digit below 10 so you think they're going to change the rules of football so a lineman can wear it like <laughs> it's, it's impossible you cannot do it it's in the rule book mm. i didn't know that was an actual rule mm-hmm. you just thought they all picked high numbers no, I, it's just what it was for years and years and years, all over the place, across the board. Uh, alignment has to have a 50 to 79 number. That's that's stated in there. They cannot have an 80. They cannot have a, anything in the 40s. So with those digits, though, do you like the four that were picked right away in Sims and Kemp and Gifford? Um, and I'm missing one. Reimer. And Reimer. Do you like yeah, those four? Uh, yeah, I mean they're good players. You know, if that's if, if that's their acknowledgement of guys that worked hard in the in the camp, I, I haven't been to camp every day, so I can't can't pick out on that. The Kemp kid, the day that I was there, made some plays. Like he's don't let the size fool you. Little buddy can do some stuff, and, and so yeah, I mean it, it's cool. They've obviously gone through their coaching evaluation of it, and those are the four that they came up with. And that's who we've chosen as our head coach. And if he's picked them, that's good by me. So they've obviously turned his eye, and, and I'm, I'm all in for it. Burz, I wanted to ask you, the coaching staff had mentioned they feel pretty good about if they've got seven offensive linemen that they like. From your perspective, is there a number that you have in mind if you're like, hey, I can count on this many guys, whether you rotate them in or whether you mostly ride with your five? Like how many guys – are you thinking like, hey, I need this many that I can trust to feel good about going into the season? Seven is a good number. Um, that'll give you your five starters. Then you got a swing tackle and a swing guard. When you know, in three years down the road at Nebraska, 
you're probably going to be able to have 10. Now, all of this has to, to you can like something, and, and and that's fine, but that like has to now go out and play. Like, I would, I would reserve all judgment on the offensive line until a game is played because that's the one kind of common link carryover from last year. They've got a lot to prove. Got some new parts, got some new pieces, but that group itself has a lot to establish and an identity to change. They've got to have the biggest biggest overhaul of everything. They, they've got to go from, from an error prone. I think the stat was that 11 – because 11% of plays run by Nebraska's offensive line, at least one offensive lineman had the wrong blocking assignment, according to Pro Football Focus. That's got to get down. Like, they got to be, like, top 10. Because some of them do have great physical attributes. They're not top-tier physical attributes. But if you're technically sound and you're mentally tough, you can, you can narrow that gap of maybe some physical lacking. That's why that attention to detail, that repetition, that knowledge of scheme – is always something that, that is the great equalizer. You may be faster than me. I have the count, and I know where I'm going. You have to react to what I'm doing. And that's, that's where it can all level out. So if they can change their identity and become, instead of a critique point for the team, if they become a strong point of the team, now you can say, hey, that was a good pick by that, by that offensive staff. Sean, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it's hot. Verz, I uh, I got a quick one here about conference realignment because we uh, we were talking a lot about it a lot this week and how it impacts the student athlete. Um, just from a former player's perspective, I know you played the big sport that is actually going to really benefit from this change. But from a student athlete perspective, do you feel for the other athletes and other sports that may be impacted because they have to travel further? No. Because to play that sport they're playing right now, you tell me they didn't play any AAU, they didn't play any travel softball, they didn't play any travel baseball. Right, but are you traveling from coast to coast, like from a Maryland to a USC? Buddy, if you don't think they went from from Washington to Florida to play in a tournament, you're crazy. Yeah, some players did. They've traveled. Like, get over it. Like, I mean, seriously, that's what you're you're going to whine about that. Oh, my gosh, we have to travel. Now, it's such for Rutgers, but you join the conference, and you cash that fat check. See, that, that's the part nobody wants to talk about, right? We're going to cut you a fat check, Rutgers. You've got to figure out how you're going to travel it. And you, you, you signed up for this. You wanted to be in the Big Ten. So get over it. Find good, cheap air travel. Maybe buy a plane. Buy your own. Charter yourself out there. But like the other sport, oh my gosh, I wanted to play at home. You're still going to play home games. It ain't like every game you're going to play is on the road. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> and, and if not, if anything, the kid can learn a business lesson. You are a commodity in a business. They are doing what's best for the business. That business has a chance to make a boatload of money. You can go along for the ride. If you want to throw your hissy fit and you stomp your feet, door swings out don't let it hit you where the good lord split you because we got a girl waiting to take your spot and she got no problem traveling to nebraska she got no problem traveling to iowa and he's got no problem going to rutgers so that that whole narrative like toughen up i mean seriously transfer portal is a real thing hit it 
<laughs> Verse, we appreciate your time, man. Thanks so much. Uh, enjoy your Friday. We'll talk again next week. That's Matt Verzal, the former Husker and Paisan's Pizzeria owner. Uh, and that'll do it for Coffee and Cream as we are out at the Pinnacle Bank Championship this week. Stay tuned to Hurt at Sports. We are pushing out social media content all week long with interviews with players and other things. Come join us here. We'll see you next week.